welcome back to another episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast with your host, Brother X, and the Cultured Scientist. Oh, gosh, it's New Year, same deal. Oh, my goodness. All right, so <laughs> want to welcome you guys back to... Um, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome oh, back. Go Welcome back. They're going to take an episode down. All right. <laughs> I don't really sound, I can't say it, so I don't even sound like it. Okay, if you say so. All right, so we want to welcome you guys back to our, another episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast. Um, first and foremost is when we're recording, this is a new year. It is 2021. We made it through 2020, y'all. Thankful for everyone who was able to make it and prayer for all those we lost in 2020. But we'll get into that later in today's episode. But just a couple of housekeeping things. First and foremost, Truth and Transparency Podcast is the podcast that allows for young professionals to talk openly and truthfully in a transparent fashion. The Truth and Transparency Podcast is currently located on seven different platforms such as Apple, Anchor, Google Podcast Breaker, Podcast, yeah, I always say it wrong, Radio Public, Spotify, and so many more. Please be sure to rate and share with your friends on your preferred platform. Make sure you comment if you're on Apple Podcasts. And if you are listening on Anchor, make sure you leave us a voice message, which we can actually shout you out on the show. We would like to start shouting people out sometime this year. I mean, I, I mean y'all be listening, man, I, and y'all don't be rating us, man. I have to go in there and rate myself, man, because we need we need affirmation. We need a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We need Spotify. We need all the ratings because the more you rate us, the more you comment to help our grow our podcast. We're actually over 300-plus listens to the podcast as a whole so we're trying to get to we'll, we'll do something else. hopefully by the end of mid year we're at at least 500 listens if not more and you know it'll be really dope and we may talk about this later hopefully maybe it'll get to a thousand listens by the end of 2021 but who knows sure but again we want to first and foremost thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us we know that you do not have to, and you have a variety of other podcasts to listen to. So, again, thank you for taking the time out to just, you know, listen to our crazy selves just mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, we just started a couple months ago, yeah. and, you know, this is just the beginning. So, exactly. you know, hop on and enjoy this, this journey and ride. I mean, we got some really dope ideas. A lot of, we want to actually get in, back into our interviewing. We got some different and dope uh, guests that I want to bring on to the podcast. I'm sure the culture scientist does as well. Mm-hmm. And before we actually get into our icebreaker, which I know you love it, we just want to first and foremost say, hey, we know. We were gone for about a week. I know we said we we're going to have a podcast episode the week of New Year's Eve, but um, Coach Scientist, how would you, would you like to take it over? I mean, 2020 was a long year. You're right. We had a lot going on, mm-hmm. and we just needed to take a break, so we apologize for that, that little break, but we had to... We had to take some time and decompress for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I had to show my PS4 some tender love and care and whatnot. I just had to stop going to work for like a week so I can decompress. <laughs> yeah, all the things, self-care, man. You know, we're, we're a mental health podcast. We want to make sure we take care of our mental health and make sure that we are doing what's going to be best for us. And we don't want to give you a poor or not up to standard product. Although it may be something new, we want to make sure we hold ourselves to a high-quality standard that you guys can appreciate and listen to and that you can keep us accountable for. So, with all that said, we're actually going to get into today's episode with our icebreaker. You know it. You love it. You got to get up more of it. It is Super Fight. Fight, 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 fight. It's a fight. It's a, it's a, it's a fight. Oh, my God. Why, why do we keep doing this? I'm going to record something next time. All right. <laughs> So, for those who don't know or are listening for the first time with the podcast, you, you, you're right over there? No, I look like something in my cup. But didn't you pour? What's I did. Doing? Now I don't want it. Okay, I'm so, listening. Oh, okay. It was just water. Not, I'm about to say, it's not like we're recording the podcast and you were trying to be accountable and whatnot. My apologize, peeps. I was trying to drink some water. And as I look in there, it looked like something's at the bottom of my cup. You know, that's disturbing. It is disturbing, but I mean, you could be a little bit more... You, right, look, not, you looked at me and said, what's wrong? I made a I'm face. sorry that I'm worried about my co-host and we're trying to do the icebreaker. But getting back to what I was saying, in Superfight, it broke it down to where two people uh, basically argue for 30 to 40 seconds on who will win the fight where you get one character card and you get two abilities. One, one ability is selected by you. The other one is selected at random for you. Sometimes it's good. Most of the time it's negative. But it's always fun to hear what the arguments are. So, for this week, we have 
uh, new we have new characters. Um, I think the last time we recorded, we had a fight between a werewolf and Robin Hood. So before we get into this fight, we want to make sure that everybody knows it. Let us know in the comments or on social media, which will be in the show notes, what you think about who won in, in this upcoming fight. So I will go first to let you know who my fighter is. So my character is the Grim Reaper. And my ability that I ended up picking was writing a blank and asked me to pick a character card from the deck. And the random character card was a college acapella group. So I'm currently a Grim Reaper writing a college acapella group. And my random ability was I have an invisibility cloak. Culture Scientist, who is your fighter? My fighter is a robot mm -hmm. who's three stories tall. Mm-hmm. It has x-ray vision. Oh. Okay. So, like I said earlier, we usually get about, we'll say about 30 to 45 seconds. How long would you like to do this time? 30 seconds. You want to do 30 seconds? Okay. All right, yeah. let me get my timer up real quick, if my handy-dandy timer will help. Let's see. You can go first. But I went first last time. Did you? I did. And I still lost. So continue. Go I first. didn't say, I didn't, who said you lost? I said I lost. But I thought you said that's not how that works. I'm leaving this back to it. <sighs> Fine, I will go. I, I, Rock, paper, scissors. Whoop, let me set my timer first. All right. Here we go. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, so I won. So the culture scientist will be going second since she wants to go second so badly. Thank you. Alright, so remind me who your fighter is again. I am a robot that is three stories tall, and I have X-ray vision. I'm sorry, what vision? X-ray vision, you heard me. I'm just checking, okay. Alright, so we're going to start my 30 seconds. Ready, three, two, one. Alright, so the reason why the Grim Reaper will actually defeat the robot is the simple fact that the Grim Reaper is a dead person already, so you can't technically kill what's already dead. So basically, all I have to do is find the person who created the robot, who's controlling the robot, and literally kill them so the robot will no longer be able to function. And if you talk about all the batteries, I can literally cause the batteries to die because I'm literal death. And on top of that, I have an acapella group that's going to sing you a lullaby. I'm going to see you in the afro, the, the crossroads. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But yeah, that's why I will win. Ready, culture scientist? Has an invisibility cloak. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do this. Alrighty. 30 seconds on the clock. Ready, three, two, one, go. You know the dangers that they say of um, AI technology and mm -hmm. all those things? I am that type of robot. You cannot, just because you want to go find my founder, no, no, no. My creator is long gone, okay? I can see through your invisible cloak because I can see what I want to see. So I can do a scare. So your invisibility cloak will not do nothing. And I can also just use my um, x-ray vision. I use my x-ray vision to see stuff. I'll stop down on your acapella group. You, yes, you'll be riding in on a nice song, which is cool and everything. Time. All right. So that I still was think mine was bomb. I'm just saying, man, I'm literal death. You can't kill what's already dead. I'm a robot. What What is the robot going to do to the Grim Reaper? What you going to do to me? I literally can kill you. Anyways, you decide. I people. can kill all the batteries in the internal circuits because I can cause death. You decide. All right, but yes, please let us know in the comments, the social media, and all of the platforms who you think won the fight between the Grim Reaper, which is completely death, versus a robot. A robot with supervision that I can stop on you and three feet tall. Supervision or x-ray vision? X-ray vision, whatever. You know what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast, which is I Just Think It's Funny. Mm. Where in this segment, we talk about things that we don't really actually think is funny, but we think about it in a very sarcastic way. And this week, we got a twofer. We got one from... It's basically us in a way of complaining. Uh, or venting. I like to think of it as venting. It's venting. It's helpful. And perhaps... It's not, you know, it allows us to process our thinking, I think, mm -hmm. for us to say what we need to say, mm -hmm. and then for us to discuss it in a better way. That's very true. I, I would, I, I, you put in, you said what I said, but smart. So, in this segment, we're actually going to do a twofer. Mine is actually going to be something that me and the cultural scientists actually heard on the, on CNN, and I hopefully, maybe, I think I still have the link to the, 
to the article. But it's basically, I just think it's funny that people want to be able to have freedom of speech, but don't necessarily want to have accountability of consequences for what they say. Because in this particular story, this young lady, I forget the exact city, but she was attempting to try out, it was trying out for the varsity cheerleading team. She was trying out for the JV varsity team. She did not make the JV varsity team. Mm -hmm. Then she proceeded to be mad that she did not make the the JV. I can give you the quick bullet. I'm about to say I'm thinking. I'm trying to think if it's like it's for she was trying for cheerleading, correct? Yes, I mean I can I can. Oh yeah, go ahead. ahead. So the quick bullet was she went she uh, went out for the JV cheerleading squad. Mm -hmm. She did not make the cheerleading the JV cheerleading squad. Varsity, I think. Continue. You're right. It, It it probably was varsity. I'm sorry. It was varsity. She's on the JV squad, Correct. and she went, she went out for varsity, but she did not make it. Mm-hmm. Mind you, she is a freshman. Right. So she is mad. Mm-hmm. So she decided to take to social media, which, you know, First all mistake. of us in our youth, we do. Mm-hmm. You take to social media, and she, um, in particular, I think it was Snapchat, and she decided to basically say, insult the school, call cheer stupid, Called the varsity team stupid and get all mad and stuff. Like she basically went ballistic. She very, she very much so. Uh, the culture scientists say in a very more PG fashion, but she basically it was very profanity laced. And basically, what ended up happening was one of the other cheerleaders that follows her on Snapchat saw the video. Mind you, she's also a cheerleader on the JV squad, and, and her mother is the cheer coach at the school. So basically, the daughter. Told her, showed it to her mom, and she basically got kicked. The first girl got kicked off the team. Here's the kicker, and here's how I thought it was crazy. The reason why it was on CNN is because apparently they got a lawyer and they're trying to get it tried before the Supreme Court. Which, in my mind, like there was a code of conduct. There were things that were already in place. Yes, there are times when it could be disproportionately against people of color and African Americans. But if you know this going in. I'm sure you knew this before you said all this, and the reason why you want to be mad now is because now you're being held accountable for what you said. Well, okay. I think that we're missing a part. So what okay. happened was is that she has been kicked off or expelled from the, the cheerleading squad. Correct. So she's no longer, and the question at hand, and the reason why it's going to the Supreme Court, is should should the government have say-so in off-campus activity, like, as the oh, girl campus behavior off campus behavior. Okay. So technically, the girl said this stuff while she was off campus. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was on social media. So now the question is: Is this um, affecting her First Amendment? First Amendment right, right? Yes. Freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, really, if we, if the government, if this should be first off, question in my opinion. This, I think this is a waste of time going to the Supreme Court. But I think yeah. the question that, the, that the, the student is asking is should a school be able to have say-so in their commentary on social media when they are off campus? Mm-hmm. What I said to you in the car mm-hmm. is the same concept. Like you said, she signed, technically she signed a code of conduct. Right. If she would have went on her rant where she didn't um, specifically name the school mm-hmm. and specifically say, like, I'm not like f this program and f that. I think there's more wiggle room. It would have been more wiggle room, but you signed a code of conduct. You are you are a representative of the school. Mm-hmm. Granted, and she emphasized because they interviewed they, her. They actually the father, attorney, and the daughter was there. Yeah, it, it didn't sound like she knew what to say, and it sounded like she, to me she didn't know how to say what she wanted to say to stand up for herself. Right. Because personally, yes, she said she did not. Um, she, she said she was not wearing any of the school's school attire, paraphernalia, or any of that. But with that being said, you still emphasize and you still put, put a target on the school. Mm-hmm. And I think probably what it was, because the interviewer from CNN actually pulled up the code of conduct or whatever and basically read it off to her and asked her if this is something that she was aware of. She, she acknowledged she was aware of it, but obviously didn't quite understand. I guess she was trying to say that she didn't quite understand it or make the point that you well, just she, said. Well, she read it a long time ago. Right. Well, to me, before you want, in my personal opinion, before you want to go and make literal, a literal federal case out of this, right. you should go back and reread your code of conduct right. in detail. Yeah, and not just her. Because when they asked the father, and we, we won't say on this one, when they asked the father about this whole thing, he seemed aware of it too. And it's just, 
what it really reeked of, and if I'm just being 100% honest, it reeked of privilege. It reeked oh, of yeah. a certain level of like, so you're making this, I fairly common because I've worked in both high school and all levels of school. If it if you weren't able if you didn't get kicked off of the team or if it wasn't you who was in the position to be kicked off the team, would you still be going to bat as hard as you are for the right of freedom of speech? Which brought me to my ultimate point, which was people in general, because it's not just this situation, but it, overall, people will love to say we have freedom of speech here in America and freedom to say what they want on social media is my social media. But when people call them out on it or hold them accountable, hold their feet to the fire, then they get all shocked that you said something that you knew was going to ruffle some feathers. So why are you surprised and shocked when people are people's feathers are ruffled and have something to say against you? A hit dog will holler. Talk about it. But um yeah, that's what I just uh, go ahead. Well uh, what I wanted to say because I want to emphasize mm-hmm. um that I'm not fully against her. Right. I do believe I just think they're making this we live in a world right now where there's so much bigger issues. And yes, as a as a woman of color, I do think that this chi- this young girl is experiencing privilege. And what's the word? Oh, it's my favorite word that I like to think. Um, it's not expectations. It's um, where you ex- where you where you're expecting where you feel that you deserve a certain thing and you are expecting a certain thing all the time. No matter what, it's um, mm. entitlement. Thank you. That that is a level of entitlement. I feel yes. like this is a level of entitlement because if the tables were switched, mm-hmm. it might, and they wanted to take it to the Supreme Court, they would say, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal." But because okay. most, and it, you know, I am a little salty. Do I think the young girl should have been kicked off the um, the squad? Not necessarily. I think perhaps some some form of discipline should have been. Um, put forth, mm-hmm. but being fully kicked off the squad, I don't think so because I think regardless, she's still what like I said, she's a freshman. Correct. She's gonna have to deal with the stigma mm-hmm. in general of you threw a fit and now you're kicked off the squad, mm-hmm. or in general, say she threw a fit and she's not kicked off the squad, but now you're always gonna be known as the girl who threw a fit. Mm-hmm. And when you finally get varsity, will it be because you worked hard or is it because they're giving you what you, because you cried to, you know? Yeah. And I think, and what it, and like I said, we won't say only much longer. And this is sounded a lot like she, something, she got called out on something that she did. She was held accountable for it. She went to her, she complained to her parents or ran to her parents. Basically, do what a lot of parents do with like sports in the high school level, where they'll go. Their child comes to them saying, "Oh, I don't feel like I'm being mistreated," which a lot of times not necessarily the case. But then the parent has to be the parent and go protect the child, and then the parent ends up walking into a bus off like, "This isn't what I came in of what you told me," and now I have to say face because now I'm gonna look crazy if I just let it go, and then I gotta look crazy to my child because then my child won't think I support them. But again. That's a whole other. That can be a whole other podcast episode yeah, in and of itself. That was a lot that they talked about. And mind you, we're saying we're literally sitting in the car. And mind you, we wouldn't have paid attention if it was something on a different radio station. But this was on CNN. Mind you, this is a source for national and worldwide news. But again, get to that another day. I think that's why it bothered me. Like, there's other things I couldn't talk about. But um, that was my. I just think it's funny. Uh, Coach of Scientists, what was yours? Oh, it reminded me of mine. I'm sorry. Uh, just so, on Christmas, we actually oh. watched a phenomenal movie. Yes. Soul. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Um, Top five Pixar movie. Pixar, if you want to sponsor us for the podcast, I'm all for it. First and foremost, I think Pixar does an amazing job. They don't miss. In touching emotional mm-hmm. parts. But people are getting mad. Or were mad before it came out. Or were mad before it came out. Or have opinions about um, movies in general. Mm -hmm. Taking black characters and not keeping them in their black form. The best way, their black body. Mm -hmm. Um, Or people of color body. They have to change it. And in a way, I mean, if you want, we could touch on Coco. Coco technically is a person of color and they kind of went out the way it transitioned and it wasn't keeping them in human form. Right. However, in reference to soul, because mm-hmm. um, the whole changing people, we won't changing spoil. our... We're, oh, there's no spoils in There's this. no spoils. But changing our forms of people, mm-hmm. um, let's just 
focus on the movie of Soul alone mm. because the changing of people can be talked about later down the road. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't really see this as an issue when I've watched it before. Like I think they use examples of Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. but the movie is called Princess and the Frog. If anybody knows this, the fairy tale, that's a part of it. Right. So I thought that was dumb. There was something else I can't remember. The it's other another. One. It's another. It was like a spy movie that Will Smith did, but that's not here or there at this point. But if the movie was, if when they wrote the movie and that's what they were like, their goal was. I don't yeah. understand what the big deal is. So for Soul, they they kept saying that they transitioned it into a blob, um, and basically like, just think of it's it. It's something you've seen in the trailer, yeah. Um, and then it's a blob through the entire movie. Personally, people who say that have not seen the movie. And if they did see it, they now are backtracking and saying, "Oh, I thought it was a really great movie. I just wish they stayed in the whole time." Which in all actuality, I'm like, this is an animated film right. that stretch. It. Hold on. I, Continue. This is yours. I'm my it's fine. I kind of took over yours, but it's just, it makes me mad because it's kind of like, again, us as a people, and mm-hmm. again, I love our people. We're Don't talking ever, about the black, African-American cultures. I love people of color. Put mm-hmm. it this way. Okay. I love people of color because, and I'll say, I will say this every time, we are one of the most resilient, mm-hmm. strongest people in the world, most creative, most beautiful people in the world. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. You're not wrong. And if we could just get past this woe is me thing. Mm-hmm. And re- like the, we're, we're in this stage of magic. And we like just call ourselves magical because we are. Right. But then we focus a lot on the negative. So my thing is with that movie in particular, it's a good movie. The meat of the movie and has a concept, huge, yeah. and the concept has a strong message behind it. But people want to focus so much on the negative part about, oh, they transitioned him from a black man to a blue blob. Who cares? Like, it's basically, it's all concept of, and this goes into the thing, it's like the, almost a church aspect of it, where people, some people say they have an issue of what, issue with a particular with church, but they often have focus on that so much that they miss what the actual message may be from the pastor. Agreed. Like, you may not like how the pastor said something, but if he's trying to get a certain message across and trying to reach you where you're at, sometimes you have to rubble feathers. Sometimes you have to make things outside of the norm of what you make, makes you feel comfortable in order for you to receive that. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I understand the idea of keeping our black characters precious. Like, right. I get it and keeping them all of that. But I think us as a society in general, and I'm not just talking about people of color, us as a society, we're super sensitive oh, about yeah. everything. Very much so. And I'm sensitive too. I'm talking about myself. When I talk about things on this podcast, I'm refer I am guilty of them as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's kinda like, can we just enjoy this? Can we just enjoy the success of this movie? Yeah. It's a beautiful, well made, emotionally well thought out movie that makes you wonder. Yeah. And it's like and you look at it with black movies in general is that yes I understand and yes Coach Scientist understands that there are movies and things that we as black people don't get a whole lot of representation so when we get representation we want it to be great because we don't know when the next time is going to come around but sometimes not every movie has to be this cornerstone of the culture the cornerstone of filmography like movies like um, the photograph that came out early um, 2020 or uh, Queen and Slim. Yes, they have different tones and different things that they talked about in it, and people felt one way or another, but sometimes a movie can simply be just a movie, especially if it's a black creator who's trying to cr- tell a certain story. Right. You have to learn to be okay with, this is what their intended vision was it for what it was. Trying to make it more than it is, is you taking your personal interpretation of that art and trying to turn it to fit what you were looking for. When it's sometimes... A spade is just a spade. Right. It's not a heart or a club. And not ev- and we I understand not mm-hmm. everybody's gonna like everything. But like to find an issue in every single thing. I think and this will this is actually a good transition into our, our full mm-hmm. topic uh in general. Okay. Um about reflecting on twenty twenty. As much as we've gone through and as tiring as certain stuff is in this world. Mm-hmm. I just, that's one of the things that I choose not to stress about. And I, I understand that that's an issue for some people. Right. But 
that's not an issue for me. And that's what, for me, I think it's funny and what bothered me this time around. Mm. So, yeah. You don't have to agree. I let don't expect know. everybody to agree. Yeah, and I mean, let us know. And that's why I want it your is. thoughts, yeah. Exactly. We just want, we want to continue to promote dialogue and co- healthy conversations. And in our show notes, we're going to have both the links for both the articles. Exactly. That talk about the movie. Because really, the article is really off the beaten path. And... <laughs> It, it, they do they do a lot of stretching. For they soul, lot. they stretch it. They stretch it, homie. They stretch it. Yeah, but I mean, that's just something that we wanted to let you guys know on. Um, I'm gonna say this again though. This is just my personal opinion. Um, soul is top five Pixar movies. Action, mama. We already got the uh, the pop. Funko Pops the went Funko out the Pops. next day. Got the got the Funko Pops because it's Add that to good. our collection. Of One Funko day Pops. we're gonna we're gonna show all my Funko Pop collection because we got a whole lot of them, but. We're going to move on to our next thing after. We're going to move on to our main topic right after this. But first, we want to ask to do our Black Business Highlight. And for our Black Business Highlight, we got another two for, a twofer, if I can speak correctly. The first of which is K-Matic Media LLC. It is, create, it is a multimedia uh, company that is created by uh, the creator Kyle, who... My homie. Yep. Who friend of the podcast? Yes. He says it is an aesthetic. It is an aesthetic engineering firm specializing in telling stories of the Af- African diaspora, where he has multiple platforms. Where he does it on podcasts, YouTube, film, yep, uh, social mo- media. He has multiple paraphernalia, and it's very educational. He's actually also an award-winning. See, I was going to get to that. Okay, I think, I my man sure. is, I'm about to say my man is award-winning, which means you know he's stuff is good. I think it was. It was either July 2020 or it was July 2019. I cannot fully remember, mm-hmm. but he's award winning in DC. And if we can find it, we'll put the, the yeah. we'll put the award thing in there. But phenomenal dude, we he we've done work for him in the past for his media, uh, mm-hmm. as well as he's done stuff for us. And hopefully in the future episode, we'll get him on the podcast. Yep, yep. Um, and one of the things you should check out for one of his. Um, Definitely check out his Instagram, mm-hmm. but his he has a YouTube channel, exactly. um, and he has spent time in China, so he has a black in China, so it's about their experiences as being black in China, and as well as other countries as well. Yep. Um, the second mm-hmm. spotlight is to Crystalline Creations. Um, she is a teacher by day, but a designer by night, um, and she is a Shayu Bear. Thank you. Shout out to the homie. Um, and she is specializing in custom customized retail. So she has from hoodies to masks to bags to cups to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently got a, a really nice hoodie mm-hmm. that says "Go Harder for Black Women." It's one of my. It's now my favorite hoodie. Um, and yeah, you can reach her. She's located in Raleigh, North Carolina, but she has an Estee shop, so you can. She ships all across mm-hmm. the world. So yeah, please check her out. Um, and all their information, both for Kmatic um, Media. Media. LLC. And Crystalline Creations, all the information will be located in the show notes. All right, so back to our regular schedule program. So, what I wanted to do for this week's topic was a overarching one, kind of reflect back on what happened in 2020, look at what our goals for 2021 are, as well as talk about have a small conversation about accountability. So, to kick it off, 2020, whoo, we got we got to have that moment just. Ooh, 2020. There's a lot that happened. Um, it felt like we had like an entire decade in one year with the mouse that happened. I can't believe it's 2021. I know, man. It's only been that for like this. It is January 3rd when we're recording this. Um, but yeah, man, we just, when you think about 2020, I guess kind of take it back. I remember 2020 started off really dope for me because one of the things, and I'll love talking about it is I got serious about doing photography um after a friend's get together up in Richmond shout out to all my friends the Charlotte Bears <laughs> <laughs> um they let me know they really liked a lot of photography that I was doing and I took it serious and I actually created my own Instagram page my own business and I started doing photo shoots so that was probably about that happened right around January February and I got pretty started to get pretty serious about it then March rolled around. Everybody remember what happened at March? I will, funny enough, it's a crazy story that I literally went on, I took a half day from work that particular Friday before everything started shutting down here in North Carolina to go to a wedding. This was before we knew COVID was COVID and how big it was going to be. So I literally 
took a half day from work, thinking that, oh, I'm going to see my students next week, left, went up, found out on Saturday that they were going to close down for a couple of days. Then by the time I got started coming back, they literally shut down for the rest of the semester. So I literally left on a Friday and hadn't seen my kids up until maybe about June or July later of that year. Mm-hmm. So, and then the summer, summer of 2020, George Floyd, Ahmaud, not Ahmaud, it's not, it's in Mott Aubrey, mm-hmm. the young man who was, who got shot while running. Mm-hmm. And it was just so many things. Brianna. Brianna Taylor. Who yeah. happened, uh, it was longer. It was it, before all the stuff. It just so happened to come out a lot later, which yeah. is so crazy to me. But I could go on and on, but 2020 has... It's almost like yin and yang. Within the, the whole symbol of yin and yang, the concept is within all good, there is some evil or some bad. And within all the bad, there is still some good. So what I found with 2020 was kind of finding that balance of finding that center and recognizing the good and all the bad, which was my relationship with the culture scientists grew exponentially. Um, my relationships with my coworkers who I work with had to grow because I was teaching online and so many things. Yeah. Um, what I remember most in general, well, the thing that keeps coming in my mind is that once again, I lived. It's I lived through a time that's going to be in history books. Yeah, because and for me, that's inter. It's it's really intriguing because okay, I don't mean to bring it up, but like when September 11th happened, mm-hmm. when 9 11 happened, it was the first awakening to mm-hmm. me. I'm like, oh wow, this is like this is a history. Big. This is history making. Mm-hmm. In 2020, all year long, basically, was history making. We literally lived, or living, still living through, a crisis. Exactly. And you think about it, you're 31, I'm 30. By the time we both reached 30... We've had a lot. We've had a lot. We've lived through... Our first black president. (laughs) So we lived through September 11th. We lived through basically what now you could probably say two different separate recessions, 2008 and 2020. Because of different factors, and you have all the all the killings and all the stuff that's going on, and like you said, there's still some good with having a black president for eight years, and oh yeah, I'm just talking about in general, history oh, yeah. making in general. Oh no 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 no, you're right it's, you're right. It's it's just a fascinating concept to be a part of, and like he said, you have to find the good in the bad, and although last year was just a, it was a year. It was a whirlwind. It was literally like a hurricane. It was a year. I, but I can't complain. Right. In all honesty, because we remained healthy, we exactly. have to re, we have to be grateful for our health. Mm-hmm. We had a, a place to live, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have to. Like we had a steady job. Right. We didn't necessarily worry that we wouldn't have a job. And in those concepts for us, mm-hmm. I we were very blessed and very exactly. lucky on those concepts. We had the ability to we had right. the ability to complain about things. Although that we weren't in a place where we felt pressured to try to get it how we live. Right. Going, you know, like, work was harder. Mm-hmm. Work was definitely harder for me because, what, going into a lab. Right. You can't really work from home all the time. So I have to go into the lab. And cells don't care about um, a, a pandemic. They just mm-hmm. don't care. Yeah. I have to still go to work. Then working on time management. And I think last year... It taught either, I'm going to say this nice, you had a lot of people who sank, mm-hmm. you had a lot of people who swam, and you had a lot of people who maintained. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think that we did a little bit above maintaining. We didn't, so, we yeah. didn't like thrive, thrive, but we, we maintained and yep. we, we reflected. We weathered, we, we, we put weathered the down. storm. Exactly. And I think that, I think how we weathered it. It wasn't like we thrived, thrived, but we still managed to. We were able to, to figure out grow. what we want and grow. I mean, hell, you look at it. We this have podcast. A podcast. I'm to say this podcast. I finally found the nerve to start the podcast because I had more time at home to kind of work through things. And I think that there's there's something that I found very interesting 
is that their grind don't stop. You got to work 24-7, no sleep. All of that type of group of people from social media are talking about if you don't even come out of this pandemic with it's a new so skill. It's so exhausting. Or, again, it's, it's, it's the whole concept of like not everything has to be a grind. Not everything has to be a, oh, I got three or five different bitches. If you do, cool. But if you what you need to do in order to weather the storm in this was literally just make sure you have a roof over your head, clothes in your bath, food on the table. And if you are have a family taking care of your family and the people that you love and care about, you that's golden. I about to say that's better than a lot of people because although they just signed for the new stimulus check, obviously if anybody who knows who live paycheck to paycheck knows that the amount that total, not just this one particular check, isn't something that you can make last over what's the equivalent of almost almost months. nine plus months of a pandemic. Right. And then you will have people who lost jobs because of the pandemic because they couldn't go into work because they don't have anybody to take care of the kids. If all you did was discover more about yourself during this time, cool. I feel like that's a... Mm-hmm. If anything, I think personal growth is better than the the other at like material growth mm-hmm. um business growth because you're learning about yourself but regardless what happened excuse me regardless of what happened last year reflect on yourself and what you were able to do and i think it's good like a lot of people were able to still survive and get through but it was last year was a lot like for example let's okay what was it the day before my birthday mm-hmm. black panther uh, shout out to chavit you know, Wakanda forever, Wakanda my forever man. all day. But that was that was heartbreaking. Then you went Kobe. That was heartbreaking. I, a oh, lot of stuff last year. I forgot year, Kobe was last year. Yeah, Kobe was last year. And when you sit back and reflect and you look at all, there's a lot of people that like passed Congressman away last Lu- year. John Lewis passed away. The lady, um, really the really famous lady, um, uh, Ao, not Ao. Get, get get in. Um the the for, the Supreme the Supreme Court yeah, Justice. Yeah. All the all the important, not and it's it's. I don't even want to say important, mm-hmm. but I want to say pe- people who've made a mark mm-hmm. or people who significant figures, significant yeah. figures, passed away last year, and we voted out the orange man, the mm-hmm. Oompa Loompa. I about to say um, we can go all day, but I'm but it's bite. funny because he clearly is not going. We knew he wasn't gonna leave without a fight. He's such a baby. We we basically like, had to take away his toys. Be a man, like I really. I just I'm annoyed with Trump because I'm just like we all know. You showed out for the past four years, mm-hmm. so we all knew you weren't gonna leave without kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. But be a, can you be a man once? Can you grow some balls once and have some type of dignity? Mm-hmm. And he has no. I feel like he has no dignity left. I mean that's all probably where it's. Do we necessarily think that he had dignity to begin with? Nah, because, not really. But it's like it's it, and that's the thing is like he's shown us who he was before he became president, while he was president, and as he's going out from being president. And for those in the media, and I think I talked about it on my, on one of the bonus episodes where it's like we can't be like people who are still surprised and shocked about his behavior and all stuff. Oh, I'm like you haven't been paying attention, right? So that's just with 2020. That's really just you have to. Out of make it get out of your go ahead. Well, I was gonna say out of twenty twenty, what makes me happy was at least, at least he's out of the office. Mm-hmm. Like I went into voting without even a hope. Like most people are like, oh, oh, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna hope we get him out. I went in with no expectations. Mm-hmm. I went in, I voted. I went in, I said I'm gonna do my part. Right. And let me just get on my soapbox for a moment. Go ahead. There's your soapbox. In terms of those who don't like voting or who who make fun of people who vote, mm-hmm. and you know who y'all are. That it, I'm about to say, we it, call names again, if you want to be real. I don't know. I don't need to call names if a hit dog holler. You're right. In general, I think voting, and like I know the argument of our ancestors died for our voting, um, is, a, is, a, is a statement that annoys a lot of people. But it is something that's true. We want change. We want this and we want that. And yes, voting does not always do as much. But it, it's something that we can at you least have do. Active we have over. active control over. So for those who don't vote and then complain, 
I'm sorry. You, I have. You can, I miss personally, with, you, you can miss me with that bullshit. Right. I personally have no respect for you because you're you you decide not to vote. You decide not to you have made sex. A conscious you decide decision. to not have to not fight. There's other ways to fight. Yes, I recognize that. But what I know that I can physically do myself mm-hmm. that I know might help. It might not always help. I know that it's literally a drop in a bucket. But at least I can say at the end of the day that I tried, at least hold, for voting. You can you can be at peace within yourself that you know that you did everything right. in your power at that point. And with that being said, mm-hmm. I think we in general as a society need to do better with voting, not just at the presidential election. Oh. We need to do a better job of educating ourselves. And that's and I'm talking about myself. I don't because, know what we're talking about. We're talking about me too, yeah. I mean, I admit, the very first time I, vo- I voted for Barack Obama, it was my first time voting. I was 18 years old. And the first vote was a black man. Heck yeah, I voted for him. Mm-hmm. I ain't stupid. Then the second time, you know, Barack Barack is not per- was not perfect. Far from perfect. But, I mean, we have to stop putting all our eggs in the basket for the president. The president is a puppet. Hold on, do you mind if I sit on on the soapbox real quick? Just let me finish. The president is a puppet. The president can only do so much. It is the head, but the neck runs shit. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's what happens. So we need to do a better job. And this is telling myself again, this is holding, this is a recording I go back to later. Tia, did you do this last year? Mm -hmm. Tia, did you do that? Because really in all actuality, we really need to make sure that we vote all around. We need to educate ourselves. We need to find out. And if you don't want to vote, figure a different way to fight for the... to mm-hmm. fight. But right. in all actuality, if you're living within America, mm-hmm. the one way... This, and I admit that it is annoying and sometimes it might be null and void. But the least you can do is that's the one thing you have control over is voting. Mm-hmm. So if I, can, if I may, as I step onto the soapbox myself, there's a couple different things. There's people who say, well... It doesn't really, like doesn't really matter all that stuff. One, when you're voting, you're not voting solely based on the person that you like. You're solely based on what's going to be, be- most beneficial for you over these next four, possibly eight years. So you have to recognize that one, you're not just voting for the president. One of the biggest things that it became about, which is a uh, new phenomenon, and almost I want to say it started coming started around at least for me since I don't remember so many. I can remember so back to with George Bush and when. Politics became so polarizing that the people became followers of specific officials and not necessarily looking at particular policies and what things are going to help affect them from a day-to-day basis. What happened, how Trump got voted off the first time is you have people who was like, oh, well, the person I like didn't win or didn't win the primary, so I'm just not going to vote. And then you see what... who we got in office. Exactly, and you saw how that's gone. It started with that election and it ended with 2020. You can make the connection that you want. But what it boils down to is like, if you're not going to vote for the president, that's your prerogative. But, but look at the other, the but other, look other, at the other offices. Yeah. If you're not going to vote for the national, look at your local elections. Though, If you're talking about, well, what ha- what they're doing, like eight years of Obama and four years of Trump look the same to me on whatever level. Well, did you look at what the local elections are? Are you looking at what's affecting you on a day-to-day basis? Those are the things mm-hmm. that you have control over and that actually have direct influence. Yeah. I mean, and this is stuff that we are still learning and understanding. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was it? The other thing, for example, A, yes. A, do I think Biden is, as, as African Americans want to say, on our side? Yeah. Mm. Does is Harris the no, best? Is is she the the best? Were, were they the best option? Here, yeah. out of the options that we were presented with, because I actually read all the options for once, mm-hmm. they were the best. Right? Are they going to? I think we need to stop expecting our. Got to say my same. We my need to stop point, expecting yeah. the presidency to fix everything because it's not. Just go watch Westworld. Okay, not Westworld. Um, West Wing. Go watch West Wing. Mm-hmm. Shout the out to West Wing. I know you're, same you're, you're old, but um, you want to sponsor We'll take that too. Well, I just started rewatching West Wing, and I re- as I was watching it, I was like, "This is the same crap we still go through now." And yep. it's it's a it's always going to be a tug of war. So like like Malcolm said, like um brother but blah like hey. brother X said. You, you all right? You need some yeah. water. Mm-hmm, okay. You want me to get you a new cup? Which like they said, we need to um look at the day to day basis because. Yes, 
I picked the lesser of the two evils. That's what you kind of you have to pick the lesser. In of some the two situations, th- and that's the thing, like people pick the lesser of two evils on a day to day basis. It's just not as big on grandiose as an election. And to your point, I think it was about like people think that oh, I'm going like what people thought with Obama, which was again, which was not anything he had control over, was people thought oh we elected a black president. He's going to fix everything that is wrong with the African American community. He didn't do nothing for the African American community. Shut up. I'm sorry. That it bothers me. I'm sorry for those who had the headphones in. That was loud. I'm so sorry. He was not elected in office to save African American community. He was elected in office to run a country that was already that's already a a fucked up country. I mean, yeah. And so that's what it it was down to is. The whole microwave instant gratification mindset that infiltrates so much of where we are as a culture because we think, oh, if we get Trump out of office, oh, things are going to be so much better. No, Joe Biden still has to do things to try to both fix what would what happened over the last four years, but in addition, address the issues that were already there, just like with the um, with the Barack. With Brock, or even take it to the George Floyd thing and all these other the so all the social outcries about racial injustice. Just because we address police brutality, that doesn't fix race relations. Period. Still erase the people who still arrest the people who killed Breonna Taylor. Talk about it, and it's just like you look at it as like Flint have clean water. It does not. So. I'm the type of person mm-hmm. that I might not always voice my opinion. I might not be, I don't believe in beating a dead horse. I just, it's something that bothers me. And just because I don't always go on social media and express my thoughts about all the killings and things like that. And it seemingly, I it seems that I've, we've forgotten about it. You don't know what goes on in people. You don't know what goes on in people's minds. And I accepted my lane. Mm-hmm. My lane is not the crusader. My lane is not to, to run out the streets no more. My lane is to speak my mind when I need at the appropriate time, mm-hmm. say what I need to say, and do, you know, stand up for when we need to stand up at. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the election, we need to accept the fact that first and foremost, these people are human. Right. They're trying. Some of them, yes, are trying their best. Some of them are not. Some are working in their own interest. Some of them are working in the interest of the people. But hands down, I'm happy for Biden because from his story in general, from a human, from a human perspective in general mm-hmm. go ahead joe i was about to say he go ahead politician he, he finally he put, got his goal he's the epitome of reaching your goal basically yeah and i think that is a good say i know we've been talking for a minute i my last thing i need to say go ahead is the importance of kamala harris for the for the hey. the young women hey. the, the young black the young black Talk men they First you had Barack, and they're like, what? Then you had, then in general, guess Kobe's one of those. But if you also think about a black superhero, yeah. you have you have these representations. So I reckon, I I might not be 1,000% of a fan of this, but I voted for them, and I did. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful to see a black woman in such a high office. Yeah. And for me, and to see those pictures of little children smiling at the thing, that's what brought me joy. Yeah, and, and you recognize I, it. Like, I enjoy little things, and mm-hmm. that was one of the things that brought me joy from that night. I about to say what I will say is what, in some ways, what Kamala Harris being elected is doing now for young girls, even young boys. No matter if she's what, perfect or not, right? What it's doing for those that the generation that's coming behind us is what it did for about almost it's twelve years now. What it did when Barack was elected, yep. what it showed our current generation and then the generation that coming mm-hmm. up right at the same time was, and that's okay because that simply is, that's okay. The representation matters. And I know we talked about it in another fashion early in the podcast, but understanding representation when done correctly, it inspires. It creates a right. space for people to feel seen. And that's where... That's, we, that's that's where ideally you should want it to be with representation. Um, and okay, and I guess we'll take that part and right. we can transition into our goals for twenty twenty one. Um, because like the whole representation thing that you say, you speak of, and 
being able to look at somebody and see like, okay, this is cool. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's important to be inspired. Um, and it, inspiration can be found a variety of ways, right. um, including the young woman, um, um, the young woman that is in charge of the vaccine at NIH. UNC is still, UNC is steadily recruiting her back because she's an alum from our department. Uh, they, we're trying to do, we're, we won't hold UNC against her, but they're trying, continue. they're trying to recruit her back, but that's the same thing. As a, me as a scientist, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing to see because it's like, okay, that's the highest of the highest marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helped in, in seeing her help re, regenerate, re, rejuvenate mm-hmm. my, goals and a different type of goal that like you said um it it allows things to seem possible the possibilities because i mean we although we have as other people Mm -hmm. we have came as far as we still have come we still are very behind but i need us to wreck i need us to stop and take a moment and take a breath Mm -hmm. and think about all the good right that is there within our community. The beautifulness within our community. There's beauty in the struggle. The the beauty, yes, like like J Cole says. You know I got the J Cole references on deck. It's beautiful in the struggle. So you have to, I think, with that taking our our lessons from 2020 and applying them for 2021, and it's okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take a breather. You don't have. It's yes, it is a new year. But I think we need to stop pushing everybody to constantly do what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't oh, have you to do, have it's new, the first of the year. You got to have your New Year's resolution and all that. It's, it's okay. We, we just going to say on the soapbox. It is okay to not have resolutions. It is okay to not feel like. It is okay to not have a definitive, oh, I have to have this checklist that I need to meet or my year isn't complete. When in all actuality, if you are looking to improve who you are, these are ongoing things. And some people need to visually see these goals. Some people just need to hold themselves accountable. And what I want for at least, and I can talk about it because we've been talking for quite a bit. With my goal for 2021, 2020 for me was taking, stop kicking the can down the road and actually starting. Take, starting things. Whereas 2021 is, for me, is delving deeper and investing in things that I've took steps to do in 2020 and recognizing that if I want to make these things successful and I want these things to grow and and be successful, I have to hold myself accountable and Mm -hmm. to keep and be committed to making these things happen. That means being consistent with uh, recording the episode. That means consistency with posting stuff from my photography. That means consistency in how I do my work as a teacher and all these things, even if it's during the pandemic and learning that it's okay. And making sure that I'm working on consistency more than I'm worried about the amount of listens. I could very easily look at the number of listens and be like, man, I wish we had thousands of listens or thousands of plays. When in all actuality, it's like the Instagram thing. People only show their successes. They don't show the grind behind it a lot of times. People don't realize what work it comes to be in. And mind you, I'm still learning this. Yeah, I mean, life is a learning process in general. And I think... My goals for 2021, I went into 2020 in a bad, not in a funk, mm-hmm. but not in a, a great headspace. Right. Um, but I'm like, but I think what I, 2020 allowed me was a reawakening. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was like a, like a, a slap in the face and I right. woke up, but it has been a slow but steady reawakening and redefining and reinventing and reminding myself who I am because who I've been lately it's still me it's still a good version of me but it's not the person that I that I like I don't like the person that I've been mm-hmm. and there's a there's a person but I also don't want to go back to the person I was before right. so like now I have to find that balance of that strength that I have mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm moving forward. So, like, one of my goals for 2021 is I would definitely like to get Moments by Tia Marie Photography trademarked. Mm-hmm. I would like for Truth and Transparency to become LLC. I would like for us to get a website mm-hmm. going. Um, and under it, I would like for us to start our overall goals for our community center that we've talked about. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, and this was something, and I'll kind of tie it up together in this way, is... You are our listeners. Keep us account like keep us accountable. Keep, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, my apologies. I, I was wrapping up too quickly. My bad. I was saying that in general, I would like to keep... See, now I forgot what I was saying. My bad, listeners. That's my fault. I, I rest again a little bit. My apologies. Um. Basically, I was saying... With all the things with the community center and all those oh. trademarks and like so policies. because I no longer I need to take a break from the lab. <laughs> I need a break. Um, I've decided like I'm trying to redefine my career. What do I actually want out of life? So that's like 2021 is actually making strides toward those goals. Um, and even if I don't complete it 1,000 percent, my goal is to make strides and at least make some type of um headway mm. um so like the whole trademarking and llc i think is important for us to start the foundation of the community center mm. so the podcast is the foundation that we keep moving from there so mm. it's like for me i went out and got a whole bunch of books and notebooks and we're gonna, we're gonna try again this year i'm a visual person mm-hmm. so i need to keep that but you know just trying to not beat myself up i think is my goal for this year is that i should not push myself to the point where I'm going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs mm-hmm. because I am graduating. I'm a 31-year-old professional student about to graduate and enter the career world. And I have, I'm absolutely terrified, but that is what my year is entering into. Mm-hmm. So it's redefining me as a scientist and what do I want. And so, like, for this, the goal for this year is to actually, you know, fight procrastination, number one. Mm-hmm. Procrastination is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really good at procrastination. And then two, um, you know, just actually form a habit with my workouts, uh, with work, with everything. And just, you know, be better. Mm-hmm. Now I'm done. Again, I apologize. I apologize to my coach for cutting her off too soon. So what I want to do is kind of wrap things up because I know we kind of talked quite a bit. And we touched on a lot of things, a lot of good things. We had to get some things out, things that we hadn't. We meant to talk about in previous episodes, so we never got around to it. But, um, hey, it's our podcast. We do what we want. So we want to thank you guys for listening to all this. Um, transparency moment, just kind of take some time. Think back on some of the things we talked about in this episode, as well as think about what was your 2020, what lessons did you learn from it, and then look at 2021 as what are you going to do to continue those, to take those lessons and to either grow from them, learn from them, or expand upon them, or continue to learn because it's an ongoing process. And guys, we want to hear from you. So during these transparent moments, or even when we have our truthful moments, or if you have a story that you would like to share with us mm-hmm. that we can share, we would definitely be open to sharing these. Um, and you know, we would make it. We, that's what we want. We want, I mean, to, hear we from want you. to interact with our friends, whether it's stories. We'll come up with some catchy name for it, but we got to hear from you guys. So no, I mean, I don't think we need an extra. I mean, it's they, not... they can give you can submit for. Um, I think it's funny. So if you found something you thought was funny, if you have a truth that you like to share with us or a transparent moment mm-hmm. you like to share with us, again, we would like to hear from you, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is. And again, let us know who wins these super fights, because I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, it's it's real easy knowing that I be here all the time. But I, need, I need I need affirmation Whatever. that I'm being here in all the fights. So what we want to do is kind of remind you guys that. Um, we are on the different we are on different podcast platforms, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and a whole bunch of different platforms wherever you want to listen to your podcast. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Facebook we are on Oh, let me see if I pull it up real quick. Don't forget to um when you check out our Instagram, pull, um, check out all our black business highlights. Um, again, this week is Crystal and Creations and K-Matic Media, LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, please check them out. They got lots of good things going on. Mm-hmm. All right. And just so I was able to pull it up. So on Twitter, we are, it is at the TNT pod 123. Again, at the TNT pod 123 on Twitter. On Instagram, we're Truth and Transparency Pod. Again, that's Truth and Transparency Pod on Instagram. And on Facebook, we are the Truth and Transparency Podcast. So, with all that being said, guys, um, I want to thank you guys and just let you know that if this doesn't get any bigger than what it is right now, I'm forever grateful and and have gratitude for all that you guys do, whether you listen, support, or share with a friend. 
I have been the, I am Brother X. And I am the cultured scientist. No, no, no music outro. No, we're not doing music outros on 2021. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs>